0: Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by PrestoDoctor.com. .com. com. PrestoDoctor.com is the number one place for you to go and get your medical marijuana card in Uh. California. Uh. You do a video chat with a doctor on your phone, on your computer, uh, at the library, whatever. They uh, process your ailments and they give you your recommendation That same day, a digital recommendation you can show on your phone to any delivery service, and then you get an official copy in the mail just a few days later. It's only $69. They did that because they're goofy, and they just wanna show that they have a sense of humor just like everybody else, and they're just like you. They're trying to provide you a safe and convenient way to get your card. Use the code NHP, save yourself $4.20. Today we're kicking off Caveman Week, or or Stone Age Week. Um,
1: yeah, that's good. That's good. I like that. Stone yeah. Age.
0: Okay. Stone Age, and yeah. uh, you know, it's where we it's where we get high and we talk about you know the beginnings of ourselves as a species, man. The crazy animal that came out of the jungle, made cell phones, and started shooting bombs <laughs> at each other's faces.
1: And and fucking throwing trash
0: in space. Yeah, threw trash in space. And we also, uh, the land wasn't enough, so we made a new island. Made entirely out of plastic.
2: In the ocean.
0: In the ocean. And eventually we're going to be able to stand on it. And that will be claimed to man. So, you ready to get into it? Yep. Alright, well there's no better time than now. Because, uh, actually, I don't think they're going anywhere. So we got plenty of time. Right. So this episode is also brought to you by YouTube.
1: Brought to you by YouTube. Use the code NHP. The Natural Habitat Podcast. The Natural Habitat Podcast.
0: All right. So, one of the craziest things happened to me the other day. I guess it's not one of the craziest things. Crazier things have happened, but a crazy thing happened to me the other day. What was it? I was uh, I, I was I was visiting my my lovely girlfriend on her lunch break, yeah. and we were uh, we were chilling over in the shopping center. Just kind of hanging out. And uh, this lady comes across the parking lot, and she has, like, she has on, like, a nice jacket and, like, a nice scarf and jewelry, but her face is all, like, crackhead, and then she's wearing sweatpants and, like, nasty old sneakers that are all falling apart, and she's carrying, like, some bag full of clothes, and she comes walking across the parking lot at us, and she goes... My son created Captain America. My name is Elizabeth Dawson. And I own this whole shopping center. And you guys need to get that shit out of here. Because we were kissing. And she was like, none of that shit here. And we were like, what? And she's all, if you're done buying stuff, then you need to leave. None of that here, all right? And then fucking Michelle starts yelling at her. And it's like, fuck you, bitch. This ain't against the law. You don't own this place. I work here and all this shit. And then uh, she's all like, I'll t- I'll call my son, the creator of Captain America, mind you, <laughs> and fucking have him come and get us out of there. And we were like, call him. And then she just kind of left and ran away. Craziest experience ever. If I would have had my cell phone out recording, I would be a YouTube star right now. I'd be a that's millionaire.
1: Let's like look her up. What, that, um, name up right now and see if she's really... Captain America's
0: mom. All right, let's see. Uh, creator of Captain America. Let's get into this.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, because uh, you never know, man. Captain America Civil War. <laughs> oh, okay, it's a new movie. I yeah. thought, all right, never mind. That fucking went through a whole other thing in my head. <laughs> uh, Let's see. Published by Marvel Comics. Creators Jack Kirby and Joe Simon. So, let's look no into Dawson these people.
1: In no Dawson in there, right?
0: Uh, no, I don't think so. Comic book writer Jack Kirby. Yeah, and it's like, also, this lady was like maybe, maybe in her 50s. You know what I mean? And she said that her son was the creator of Captain America. Well, this one creator that I looked up is already like 90 years old. Captain America is an old comic book. <laughs> so, this bitch was 100% crazy. That's crazy. It was cool, man. It was a lot of fun.
1: Um, She belongs in a cave.
0: Yeah. I had a great time. I had a great time dealing with her.
1: Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Those are always interesting moments in life.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, we are here to kick off uh, the Stone Age week. Yeah.
1: Caveman we- week. Caveman week.
0: Stone Age week. Man Cave, cave week.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cave okay, um, uh, hashtag whatever. Cave something. Has- cave
0: something. We're here to kick off hashtag whatever week.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And now uh you know, we did a couple week themed episodes. And now we're
1: doing another one.
0: What did we do? We did space week. And yep. then uh there was Shark Week.
1: We didn't do that yet.
0: Yeah, we didn't do Shark Week yet. There's what was there was another one we, Ninja Week.
1: Yeah, and, the and
0: now we got roped into this week-long mentality to where we have to theme up these shows together and <laughs> uh you know so so what happened now is we decided uh we decided that we would get into this stoned age because uh it's really all lining up for saturday's movie and that was an episode of mikey booyah thinks out loud <laughs> i really should be talking about that stuff on the show yeah good looking
1: (laughs) out thanks for breaking it down for everybody Mm -hmm.
0: so what happened today is uh i've been dabless for a while and i just recently (laughs) got some dabs and i'm Uh, super fucking lit yeah all the way high yeah man so um today we're going to be getting into the flintstones uh tv show that actually didn't really last that long it was from 1960 to 1966, the original show. And, uh, you know, just the impact that it made in that six years got picked up again, turned into a movie, turned into another movie. And then I want to say that there was like a newer series somewhere down the road. And uh, it's definitely something that I remember from my childhood strongly.
1: Uh, everybody in the last fucking what seventy years?
0: What about people that were born? Years? What about people that were born in caves?
1: Um, what about them?
0: Have they so, seen yeah. the Flintstones? Probably. Yeah, you're right. Because some people are just born in caves. So if like a pregnant lady was spelunking, and then <laughs> and then she had they like had labor, but there was when had labor, she had labor, and then uh, but there was a home for them to go back to. Yeah. But um, so, sometimes there's, you know, homeless people that live in caves and underwater sewer systems of Las Vegas. And what if they have babies? <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: They, they probably got some, like, fucking VHS.
0: They got an iPad down there?
1: <laughs> yeah, they got... <laughs> they I got wouldn't some...
0: doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it if they got an iPad.
1: They're, they're stealing Wi-Fi from somebody. They're doing something. Yeah, they steal
0: Wi-Fi from the casino above them. And they yeah. use, like, solar panels to charge their iPad that they stole. Or traded for crack. I don't, know, I don't know why I'm judging these people so hard. They could have worked for it. You know what I mean?
1: They don't know nothing about the Flintstones.
0: They don't. That's, that's really why I'm judging them, because we're different. You know what I mean? It's like, I watch the Flintstones. They watch Netflix, which doesn't have Flintstones on it. Go, yeah. go, go pull up your Netflix queue right now and type in Flintstones.
1: Uh, are you sure?
0: Yeah. Type it in. See what happens. Are you going to check? Yep. Because there might be... (laughs) I'm (laughs) going to backpedal real quick. No, I'm going to stay with it. I believe
1: there's two on there right now. I think there's
0: no Flintstones on there right now at all.
1: I think there's two on there right now. Two movies? Two Flintstones movies. Two Flintstones things? Two Flintstones movies. Animated movies? No.
0: No? Live action John Goodman movies? Yep. All right. Well,
1: uh... Yeah, they're both on there. Are they? Right now. (laughs) The one from 94 with John Goodman, and then the fucking one in 2000 with, uh... Um... The other people, fucking Stephen Baldwin and somebody else.
0: Well, you know what happened? I know what happened.
1: (laughs) You got too high.
0: They, uh... No, 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 (laughs) no, (laughs) no, no. This is what happened. They it's it's May like 10th right now. So they just added a bunch of stuff on May 1st. So they just added the know. Flintstones. That's what we happened. Were on there before that. They just add added song. them, you know, and then you're just trying to say they've been there forever. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> having <laughs> it, man. So, uh, so on on a side note, before we get into this, you, uh, you actually have a new track that has been released recently, correct? Yep.
1: Why don't
0: you tell us a little bit about it?
1: It's Brand new. Who's Hang it out. with?
0: Who produced it?
1: It's called Shining. It's by Luxer and Toxin. It's on Trap Chords and Just Trap on SoundCloud. And it's about to be on YouTube soon. So go check it out.
0: Oh, shit.
1: And I probably got another one coming next week and fucking another one after that. I got a lot coming. So just just uh, check out the page and follow it so you don't miss.
0: Yeah, if you go to uh, com slash Uh, music, then you can get all the music from, uh, from, from, uh, from, uh, from Joey here, from myself, from Awesome Ty, and a song from William Waffles. A little special William Waffles track.
1: Yeah. That's not true. But... Good old Portland Bill.
0: (laughs) You know, I actually do have a song that, uh, that me and Bill made, like, years ago, and it was, uh, it was something about like along the lines of how he was like a baby eater because because <laughs> that was always his thing like nice. when, when we were kids he was like satanic would wore like he wore like six 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 shirts all the time and uh he was always satan for halloween and shit like that you know what i mean and then uh his gimmick was that he would eat babies before we ever listened to brother lynch or anything like that he loved eating babies so we made this whole song and i wrote out like verses for him and or i want to say that like he wrote them and then i helped him like shape them and like help him fit you know what i mean we like kind of did it together and then he spit them we made the song and we never released it it's just like somewhere in the spank bank on my computer but i recently stumbled across it and listened to it it was a horrific song both of us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what it's all about, you know what I'm saying? Like those are just memories. Yeah. You know, that's really all it's for. I mean, of course, it's gonna be embarrassing because it's just like, you know, it was that time. You know what I mean? And and I can make songs today, and then fucking two years from now, not like these ones either. Yeah. Because you know, you just cu- It's a constant state of evolution.
0: I remember I said, uh, I said. Booyah on this bitch, so you better hide your weed sack. And then he started his, uh, I want, I don't know, I don't remember. Oh yeah, Kruger was his rap name. <laughs> and he said, uh, he said Kruger in this bitch, so you better hide your baby son. I ain't eating a baby all day. Okay, maybe one. And that was nice. like, that was how it all went, and it was dope. That was, was pretty
1: good. good, actually.
0: Yeah, it turned out dope. So it was just, uh, it was just poorly recorded and slammed together. We were just high. We might even well, uh, we might even been on, on right hallucinogenics, now. oh you talking about a little and it's pretty yeah smoke
1: barrel we got a flintstones theme song that you might not remember
0: oh shit are you i we uh we did this in an episode of guest that theme song, one of the early ones when it was just you and me playing, mm-hmm. and it was like uh it was one of the curveballs. Because it's the Flintstones theme song, but it's not the Flintstones theme song that we all know and love. It's, it's so the Flintstones theme song for the first two years.
1: And I think it's just as good. Yeah. And and it's
0: kind of yeah, the same we, song.
1: Yeah. Let's play it. Let's yeah. Play. Let's do it.
0: I gotta heat up this snail. This song is only 43 seconds long. We can get this going. Uh, everybody out there, flick your pics, snap your picks, and hashtag them NHP Smoke Sesh. We got a couple. We got a couple submissions the other day shit's nice. changing i drove down the fucking drove down the street today down the 101 freeway and i saw a billboard in my town for uh delivery
1: service. nhp smoke sesh?
0: yeah for <laughs> nhp smoke sesh. and it was like hey enjoy this today yeah no it was for uh it was for a delivery service and it was like highest grade medical cannabis in the county and had a big old pot leaf on it and their phone number and their website. I'm not going to say who it was. You drive down the 101 if you want to see it. They could pay. But uh it was dope, man, just the time we live in. You know what yeah. I mean? So, don't be afraid to smoke along with us. Yeah, man. I clicked play. It's not playing. <laughs>
1: Don't forget, this episode brought to you by YouTube. Mm-hmm. Every video we get, we play it from YouTube.
0: <coughs> yeah, that's very true. What he said. Yep. I don't think I've ever played a video that wasn't from YouTube <laughs> on the show. And that's just our dedication to our sponsors. And this is this has been a YouTube commercial in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shout out to you, on YouTube.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, it it's would be cool YouTube. if if you paid us money, YouTube. You know, you kind of owe us for all this back advertising. We'll take care of that on another day. I'm going to get my heebs on it. Uh, So. So, uh, this show starred a gentleman that a lot of people will recognize. His name is uh, Mel Blanc. And he was the voice of a lot of iconic like childhood cartoon from my childhood from my parents childhood and uh let's see he was daffy duck tweety bird bugs bunny mr spacely and the jetsons and he also was barney rubble
1: nice that's a lot and i'm sure you probably did a lot more too
0: yeah that's just the the highlights you know yeah so uh he was he was the voice of barney rubble and one of the dopest things that I found while researching this show was that there was a, there was two full seasons when Mel Blanc was in a car accident, was all fucked up, and they actually taped the show in his bedroom while he was in a like full body cast. Full body cast, bedridden, and That's they great. pulled in all the equipment, and instead of just you know, having someone else come and do the voice, they just recorded everything there. He had plenty of time to go over his lines. I'm sure when he was that's laying in good bed, shit. and stayed busy. You know yeah, what I mean? You no, got it. No recovery time.
1: <laughs> you got it, man. You gotta stay busy, cause that's what life's all about. It's about keeping it moving.
0: Yeah, that's dope. That uh, you know, the the sacrifices that everybody made. You know, the production company made sacrifices. He made sacrifices to his health. And, you know, he should have been resting after all this shit. It's also, I mean, it's also hard on your mind if you get in a car accident and a bunch of your bones are broken and you're in a full body cast. You know, the last thing that he should be doing is... But maybe the last thing he should be doing is just sitting there, you know, being all sad
1: imagine that that time too uh, like
0: i'd want to stay busy if i was in a full body cast i'd fucking hook the mic up and we would be doing podcasts all day long
1: would you fucking even trust doctors then (laughs) you know
0: if i was what put in a body cast
1: in the fucking 60s or whatever
0: oh no yeah That, that would that's a whole different time
1: yeah that's what i'm saying shit was not like it is now
0: that's some heavy shit, dude. It, yeah, it was 61 when he was in his accident.
1: Yeah, and even even now they don't have their shit together. Doctors, really. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, it's all fucking medications and bullshit.
0: They're all guessing.
1: Yeah. That that
0: actually makes me think that we should be doctors.
1: Yeah, Just we should try it. Honor- okay.
0: Honorary doctors like Bill Cosby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we had to let like, go speak at a fucking college or something to get something like that.
0: I'll speak at a college. Me too. I'm pretty sure I've been on college campus and had a conversation. Does that count?
1: <laughs> no. Does that
0: count as speaking at a college? No. I don't know. It fits all the criteria.
1: We'll figure out a way.
0: Um. So, what are uh, what what are some of the some of the elements of this show that stand out to you when you when you look back at all your childhood years watching the Flintstones?
1: Mm, everything was really, like, hipster. And that always stood out to me, even as a kid. I mean, I didn't really know what a hipster was yet, but I knew what the fuck time it was. And I could tell, like, you know, like, they would fucking party, and they were kind of hippies, and they would fucking just, they would go with bands and shit. They would fucking, you know, go, go eat at the fucking place up on the hill, you know, they fucking, like... They were rock stars kind of in their town, but normal people at the same time. It was weird. Mm -hmm. It's like everybody knew them and they could fucking do whatever they wanted to, but they were fucking supposedly humble family just works at the Corey and, you know what I mean, at the same time. So it was super hipster.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. It showed, like, the the real side of the American family just in a different setting. And I think... uh, there was there was something that you fucking said about the show. Look, this is what happens when I don't have dabs for a while. And then I fucking take dabs. And then I get all fucking high as shit.
1: Alright, well, all right. here, let's do some facts.
0: <clears throat> uh, oh, wait, I was gonna... I remember it. All right. The Flintstones was the first animated show to... Or it might have even been the first show on TV ever to show a husband and wife in a bed together. True. So... It, it makes me think that one thing that all of these iconic shows and, you know, movies and TV shows that are from the 60s, 70s, 80s that we talk about, that we love, that a lot of other people love, that we get reactions from, and all these people are like, oh, yeah, that's my shit. I fucking just watched that movie. It's super dope. It seems like all of these movies and shows always push some sort of boundary. At the time when it was created, and that's what makes it iconic is because yeah, yeah. they were the ones that were like, "Fuck you, we're gonna do it like this because this is what it's like in real life or this is what it's like in our universe we created. it's yeah. TV, it's fictional. get over it, you know what I mean and yeah,
1: it was somewhat like a fucking South Park art family guy today
0: yeah, it seems like it seems like all the things that we cover kind of share that same that, that same thing in where they don't really give a fuck about censors, boundaries, way things are supposed to be on TV. They always push that line and pushes them into infamy.
1: I don't think most people realize that in the beginning, the Flintstones were aimed at an adult audience. Yeah. Either. And like, that's when they were sponsored by cigarettes and that's when they were like most, most hipster.
0: Yeah. I remember we talked about it before and we, uh, we 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 saw that commercial the old winston commercial yeah where actually i'm gonna pull it up i got it uh because it's pretty funny yeah all right here it is
2: they sure work hard don't they honey yeah i hate to see them work so hard yeah me too And. Um- Let's go around back where we can't see him. <laughs> Gee, we got to do something, Fred. Okay. How's about taking that? Hey, I got a better idea. Let's take a Winston break. That's it. Winston is the one filter cigarette that delivers flavor 20 times a pack. Winston's got that filter blend. Yeah, Fred. Filter blend makes the big ace difference, and only Winston has it up front where it counts. Here, ahead of the pure white filter. Winston packs rich tobacco, specially selected and specially processed for good flavor and filter smoking. Yeah, Bonnie,
0: Winston tastes good
1: like a cigarette charge. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's really all you could say. Wow. And it was like...
1: And for two years, it was like that.
0: Yeah, and it was was almost... It was like an episode, and I want to say that that was within an episode or it might have just been a short piece that was on tv as a commercial but you know they were just talking and doing their regular back and forth you know talking about how hard the women work let's go around back so we don't have to see them and then when they pull out the cigarettes it's like why don't we smoke one of winston brand cigarettes and then it turns into like this whole different thing you know like like when people do like when I do commercials <laughs> in the beginning of the show, <laughs> I do some like commercial voice, you know what I mean, yeah, and it's almost like uh, it's weird like how they just threw it in there in this cartoon, and I want to say what happened is they ended up getting more of a more of an audience in like a younger audience than an older audience, and then they ended up changing their format of the show, but in the time in the sixties, there was you know, cigarettes and alcohol ads all over the place. I remember when I was a kid, they had Joe Camel ads on TV, and he was like a cartoon fucking camel playing pool in some leather jacket, all badass, and then they outlawed it to where you couldn't use cartoons to sell cigarettes because it appeals to children. Yeah. So that shit was way normal back then. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, definitely. It was a different time, for sure. It was like the Wild West, still.
0: Yeah. It was crazy.
1: It was crazy.
0: But, uh.
1: It's, um, play a clip.
0: All right. I got, um. I have this interview with the voice actors, Alan Reed in particular. And I want to say he does this interview in character as Fred Flintstone the whole time.
1: I don't know if it's the whole time.
0: I don't know. Well, let's see. I know that, uh, it sounded. It sounded like I was starting to question his sanity a little bit when I listened to it. Let's see what you think. Mr.
3: Reed has been called the man of a thousand voices, and I'm sure we could get him to show us a few. Welcome to our show, Fred. Oh, welcome to uh, you, to Bedrock, because
2: that's where I'm going to take you today.
3: Mr. Reed, you're about to embark on still another season with that famous character. Uh, You mean Fred Flintstone? Yes,
2: I love doing Fred, I've been having a ball with him, this is our sixth season, it's been a career. Were they all in color? Yes, I think right from the start we were in color. What time will the uh, show be on, uh, Fred? The network of course will be ABC where we've been right from the start and I think we're going the same time as last year, 7.30
3: to 8 on uh, Friday night. I understand that you started on the stage as a spear carrier in the old pioneering days of uh, network radio. You've been in some motion pictures also, I believe. About 40. I imagine the technique of turning out a creation like the Flintstones is quite a different uh, bit than making a conventional movie. They start with the voice, you know. They don't. We don't
2: mouth to uh, a finished uh, artwork. They start with the voice, and uh, uh, there's a reason for that. The artists take from our voices and draw accordingly. For instance, if we have a take, if, let's say, Barney and I are driving along and, and Mel says... Uh, 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 hey, that monster's in back of us, and I'm being brave, and I say, I don't care if that monster ever gets close to me, why I'll... And I turn around and see him, and I say, why I'll... I'll, I'll now, the artist <laughs> has to be able to match this kind of thing, you see?
3: You mentioned uh, Mel. Is this uh, Mel Blank? Mel Blank, yes. Mel plays Barney. Mel Blank. a pleasure working with him. I said it wrong all the time. He's a very, very... <coughs> talented man. I think that all of the Flintstones' voices are fine evidence of the talent in the cast. Who are the other voices on the show?
2: Well, Jean Vanderpile plays uh, my wife, Wilma, and she also plays Pebbles, our baby. And uh, Mel, of course, plays myriad voices. Besides, Barney does all kinds of animals, and he does Dino and uh, oh, a whole bunch of things. I imagine. Anytime an unusual sound is required vocally, Mel's
3: there to do it. You've worked in so many mediums and so well
1: in all That's of them. That. which... That's fresh. Yeah. yeah, super fresh. And
3: you know what I think
1: is really cool is what he said about how like they do the voice first. Yeah. And then the, and then the artists go off of that. So here's, here's my plea. Cue the music, Maestro.
0: Oh, shit.
1: This is my plea going out to all the animators out there. If there's anybody interested in doing an animation of the Natural Habitat podcast please get in contact with us now. If you or anybody you know, knows an animator that's lost and needs a home, tell them to get in contact with the Natural Habitat podcast now. We have a place for you here. We're looking for whoever really has the time. Lots of time. We're looking for anybody who's interested in being creative and maybe making something new. Take a chance and join us here at the Natural Habitat Podcast. Podcast, 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 podcast. Call us now.
0: All right. Are we going to sing it? We said we were going to sing.
1: Nope.
0: All right. No? Nope. In the <laughs>
1: all... <laughs> Every time.
0: I can't do it like her. <laughs> Every time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. No,
0: definitely not. You're very definitely bad at not. it. Um yeah. so uh yeah, man, it's like I think that I think that uh this show definitely had in mind advertising the whole time. Like how it started with uh with cigarettes and they uh There's countless other things that they advertise, but I read that when they had the Flintstones have a child, they were going to originally have their child be a son and be Fred Flintstone Jr. And they changed it when it was in production to Pebbles because at the time, girl dolls were selling 60 to 1 to boy dolls. So, 60 Barbies were selling for every one G.I. Joe that was selling. So, they did it straight for merchandising because they knew that They're if they smart. made this Pebbles thing, little girl doll, that a bunch of girls would buy it.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's smart as fuck. I mean, like you definitely should have some type of game plan going into it if this is what you're going to do. You know, like you're, you're using it as a platform to get where you got to go it's a vessel you know and the Flintstones are a huge brand and especially for that time they were like the innovators you know they were the fucking they were part of this Hanna-Barbera universe they were part of this fucking this phenomenon that had never happened before that was like really widely taken off and you know it was just a timing thing so they did it right and 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 everybody really kind of learned from people like them, you know what I mean? And and that's how we got to the point we're at. Everybody else kind of like takes from somebody else and brings something else of their own to the mix and then fucking things evolve every generation and then we get to a fucking Star Wars universe where we're at now, where fucking everything on Earth is covered in Star Wars.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's amazing, right?
0: I know. It's fresh. It's crazy. And it's like... uh you know, phases, phases come and go. I was just talking about it the other day, how uh, things will, like, become popular, and then everybody's all about them. And then if you go to any store, there's things. Like, it happened with zombies recently. And I was into zombies my whole life. And then all of a sudden, everybody got into zombies. And then everything was, like, zombie survival shops and all the zombie survival gear and all this fucking zombie knickknacks. And it pisses me off because then if I'm like, yeah, man, I like zombies. People are like, yeah, so does everybody else. Fucking hipster. I think
1: um, <laughs> resurgences are necessary, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it keeps the lifeblood flowing in those genres, you know? If, yeah. If zombies didn't have the internet and weren't able to get popular again, there'd be nothing left, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It, all you would have is fucking original shit. And really, I mean, like, I think that... The newest shit that's been out has been crazy, and and zombies have super evolved, and like yeah. they're still evolving right now. I think it's only going to get better. So you know, it's cool that they're that these resurgences do happen like that. I think the internet is so strong.
0: Yeah, you but know? one of the well, one of the few things that stayed relevant and stayed strong throughout the years is Star Wars.
3: You know, Star yeah.
0: Wars was always fresh. Either you're into Star Wars or you're not. And still to this day there's people that are like I'm not going to go see another Star Wars movie. I don't like Star Wars. I haven't seen them. It's not like everybody just goes and sees it cuz it's Star Wars. Like, yeah. you know, like fucking like Captain America or whatever, you know, blockbuster movie everybody just goes cuz it's the new movie out. And Star Wars has still stayed this like this precious Every thing.
1: Every <laughs> time it gets bigger, it seems like. Yeah. Every and, time like the 70s was huge.
0: And it never fizzles out.
1: Yeah, then the fucking nineties was big, or whatever, two thousands or whatever when it came out, and then fucking now it's like the biggest it's ever been. Yeah, I don't see it slowing down, dude. Especially like, especially how intricate the universe is getting, and how they're breaking off all these individual sides, films, and like, there's a whole list of movies coming out now, and all these stories are gonna get deep, and it's fucking, the universe is about to fucking expand, in a huge way. Because of so many open doors or possibilities, you know, I think it's smart and I think we're fucking, we're all like in for a treat, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is a fucking, this is going to be something done right. Everybody's going to do the best they've ever done. Anybody involved. And they're going to have Disney to back them up. So it's like, it's a fucking, it's a timing thing. We're we're lucky to mm-hmm. do the time we're at. I bet, I bet the Flintstones will come back again, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I bet, eventually. I bet we'll get a fucking, uh, we'll get a new live action Flintstones or like, I don't know. We'll probably get something cool.
0: Fucking, um, yeah, I think eventually it'll come back around. Everything will.
3: Yeah.
0: And um, it's funny that in that interview, uh, what's his name? What's, uh, what's the guy's name?
1: Alan Reed or
0: something. Alan, uh Alan Reed or something. He uh he said that they were broadcast in color the whole time. And the show was actually broadcast in black and white for the first sixty one episodes.
1: Yeah, but how long is that?
0: That's uh season one and two. So that's two years. So that's a pretty good chunk of time. Two years, two seasons, 61 episodes that were black and white. And he was like, we were color from the beginning. I'm insane and don't know anything anymore. And then he just went on Mm -hmm. to tell us stories. So now I don't believe anything that guy said.
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) But still.
0: How do you not know that your show started in black and white and then turned to color? You figure that would be like a monumental thing? He was just
1: trying to hype it up. You know what I'm saying? That was like right when fucking color was big. You know? And he's like, yeah, dude, we were fucking color first. You know what I'm saying? He's like, and that's that type okay, thing. yeah, like,
0: that makes sense. He was like, we've yeah. always been in color, hoe. Yeah. The Who the fuck about?
1: are you? We're always color.
0: Who the fuck? <laughs> Who the fuck are you?
1: <laughs> we don't play no black and white shit.
0: Yeah, that I know no punk bitch. That makes sense. All right, uh, um, we got a uh, we got this interview with John Goodman. a uh, little talk that he did on the Today show. If okay. you want to uh, if you want to play this and take a dab or take a smoke?
4: Do what? Take a smoke? Do what? Steven Spielberg I was going <laughs> to wait I did for you movie to with him told time. always about 6 years ago on the first the very first rehearsal, the very first table reading he turned to me and he said, "You're going to be my Fred Flintstone."
1: How how does someone go about preparing for a role like that? This I'm sure you'll you'll be asked this a million times and probably already have been asked. But did you really want Did you hear what he said? What did he say? Six years before the Flintstones, Steven Spielberg told him that he was gonna be his Fred Flintstone.
0: Damn, that's crazy.
1: That just snuck by. You didn't even notice that.
0: Yeah. I didn't that's crazy notice I, I didn't notice that he said six years. Yeah, running back. That's crazy. runabout back.
4: Steven Spielberg, I did a movie with him called Always about six years ago on the first, the very first rehearsal, the very first table reading, he turned to me and he said, You're going to be my Fred Flintstone.
0: That's crazy.
1: How how does someone go about preparing for a role like that? This I'm sure you'll you'll be asked this a million times and probably already have been asked. But did you really watch the cartoons carefully? And how closely did you want to model your Fred
3: on the Fred?
4: We knew and loved 30 years ago. Well, I had the studio send me to uh, the Middle East so I could go out some archaeological digs. <laughs> Such life. <laughs> I showed up, and, and, I, and I tried a few different things, and they said, well, John, could you make your voice a little bit more like the cartoons? I said, okay. And then, I'd, you know, I'd do some other stuff. Could you be a little, a little more like Fred? I said, okay. And it was, like, no, not many choices, so it was easy. And
1: can't you give one more yabba-dabba-doo before we go? Come
2: on. yabba dabba doo. That was much better. Thank you.
0: God, he's not a fucking trained monkey. Like, what the hell? How disrespectful was that? He
1: is. Though. He is. You got to go on those campaigns. You are. And that's, like, that's that shit that fucking you McGregor him. was just talking about. about you got to make him say yabba dabba doo. You don't have a choice, man. You gotta go fucking play the part. You gotta go do the promo. Yeah, otherwise to people fucking...
0: aren't gonna like you and it's gonna be negative.
1: You want the most people going to that movie as possible so you get the most money.
0: Yep. You saw I saw it on his face. She's like, Let me get one more yabba dabba do before we go. Please, please. He's like, I hate
1: myself. Like, I want my head to explode right now. And he <laughs> felt that he felt that last little
0: bit of his soul. Like if yeah. you're like if you're playing Zelda and you have like all the hearts unlocked and you're down to like three hearts he felt that last little like now he's only down to two hearts
1: yeah i think that type of shit is the worst soul's almost you know, gone that that type of soul is self-promotion for fucking movies and shit it makes it it puts it off on the character like that when in reality they're forced to do it you know what i'm saying it's like yeah it's crazy it's crazy the the facade that they try to play and like the the fact that if you're that actor and you have to go through all that bullshit and you have to constantly go do all that shit and it like, can't be fun you can't be that much of an attention whore that you would rather do that shit than go do some shit you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fucking stupid. And that's why actors
0: get paid so much.
1: Yeah, you know? Or, like, why so many of them are batshit crazy.
0: Yeah. Because, you know, production lasts years sometimes, and then you have to go on all this promotion shit. And then uh, there's another thing that I found out, not really related, but kind of. I found out that if you go on on, like, Survivor, for example, or, like, some sort of show like that, that um if you lose then you have to be put you get like sequestered in a hotel where it's like a resort they put you and all the other people that lost there and you have to stay there for like 40 weeks and you have to wait for the production for the show to end For the production to end, and then for the editing to be done, and then for the promotion, and then for it to go on TV, because they don't want you to tell people that you didn't win, and then spoil the show.
1: Forty weeks on the island. I'm not mad. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm not. Fuck life. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not mad. I'd be super happy. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like,
0: but you're already not making. You're already not making that much money being on reality yeah. television.
1: I know, but you got paid a price for going. That's what you signed up for no matter what.
0: Yeah, it's you know, still, with, it's a lot. The, it's a the, lot to the ask win for. is
1: a bonus, right? Like nobody, nobody can guarantee the win in their purse when they sign on to that shit. So when they like have an opportunity to like win a million dollars at the end of a show like that or something, then that's just a fucking bonus and a reason why you put yourself through that shit to go do that shit. But for the most part, motherfuckers are getting paid a set amount just for being on the show regardless. And then they get residuals yeah. for like whatever appearances they make after that and shit.
0: Yeah, it's all about the risk and you know, taking the jump for the reward.
1: Yeah. But uh I mean- I'm sure it's that's a decent crazy. amount of money. What do you think they get? Probably like 30 grand a person to go on a show like that. You know, if you could get 30 grand for sitting there for 40 weeks, I mean, that's probably more than you're going to make at your normal job. You I, know, so. I heard
0: that I heard that in the good days of reality TV, when it was like actually when it had the top ratings and all the shit that uh, you would the most you would get is like twenty five hundred per episode. So that doesn't really add up to a lot depending on what show you're on and yeah. it's like uh yeah. you know it would be it, it would just be weird to be held in this place no matter how nice it is which i'm sure it's not super nice i'm sure that they don't spend top dollar and give you fucking champagne and caviar and all kinds of shows all the time it's probably just a place and they have fucking regular nasty food and you have to stay on the grounds and it like probably sucks it would be cool for a while then after like a couple weeks you'd be like in prison at this hotel where no where no other people can come in and out. It's just you and the contestants. And you probably banged one of the chicks already. So it's like a weird thing when you go downstairs. Like, yeah, she's always yeah. like, uh, then some dude's like all folding his arms and looking at you. And you're like, what the hell, dude? Like, we're not, I'm not in love with her. Like, that's not what this is. We're on a fucking, like, in a resort together. I have urges, man. Like, you can go next. It's totally fine. And then she, like, tries to say that you forced yourself upon her. And you're like, dude. Are you serious? <laughs> Look at the size of this bitch. Like, like never mind. I'm not even gonna get into it. Yeah, no. Sure. <laughs> but uh but either way, it's it's a lot to ask for.
1: Yeah, I mean I get it. You know, it is a sacrifice, I guess, to give up forty <laughs> weeks of your fucking boring ass life to go do something mm-hmm. different. But that's you know?
0: that's what I was talking about. Uh I was trying to get to something, but David Cho, you know who that is? The yeah. the artist, crazy eccentric Facebook guy.
1: He's dope.
0: Uh, yeah, he's super dope. And did you hear about a uh, Critter's cash crawl that he did a few years ago? Yeah. yeah. And it was like it was like a million dollars, or maybe it was more than that. And it was all like in a big duffel bag, hidden somewhere in the United States
1: well they left cash along the way too like it was like a fucking they geocached everything so yeah. like you would go and pick up clues and everything and then they would like they would have money stashed at different locations yeah. and, and then there was the, like the winner would like end up getting mm-hmm. like a fucking million bucks or whatever so and then there was like
0: red dots everywhere like they would spray paint a red dot and then leave a clue like every couple of days they would leave a clue of a new place and like the first clue was in like Mexico and the next clue was in like New York and it's just all over the place and there's these little red dots and you have to take a selfie of you with the red dot at this place and whoever got the most pictures with the most dots wins the prize they meet up with them in vegas get a fucking giant bag of money party all night go to like a fight or some shit, and he said that he did it because he had the money that he wanted to give away and he also wanted to push these people, however many people were involved in it, to just take everything in their lives, sell it, sell everything that you own, and just leave. Just get up and leave. Just quit your job, save your next couple paychecks, quit your job, go on this search for this money. And he was like, even if you don't win the money, then. Like you'll, it's almost like a new roll of the dice. So he was like, "If you feel like you're lost in life, if you're just wasting away, doing the same thing, nothing's really going on, all your friends have like gotten married and have families, and you're just chilling, then take this adventure. And if anything, you're gonna get life experience out of it." Yeah, and he's right. Yeah, he's totally right. And the way that he put it out, it was like really, uh, it was like really empowering. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. It's dope. Uh, sometimes it's worth it to to throw it all away. I I I I considered it, but by the time I found out, there was already like seven clues put <sighs> yeah. out, and everybody had a way head start on me. So yeah. I would have just been pissing in the wind at that point.
1: Would have been a flagstone instead but, of a flintstone.
0: But uh, if if we ever if if we build up this uh, this podcast network. To multi million dollar, you know, uh level, then we will do our own version of a cash crawl. And we're pretty much just gonna steal his idea.
1: And we'll fucking hide him all in strippers' underwear.
0: Ew, I know one that fucking <laughs> God. There's this girl that we grew up with that fucking uh that is like a stripper. She moved to like Sacramento or something and was a stripper and we were friends on Facebook. And then she just, I got a Facebook request the other day from an ass. It was just a picture of an ass. And I was like, who fuck's ass is this? So I go to the profile. There's no other pictures on there. Just an the ass. And it says stripper at Spearmint Rhino, right? So I accept the friend request, and it pops up, and it's this fucking bitch. This stripper <coughs> bitch that uh, was like my homie's little sister when we were growing up. Like when we were doing drugs and fucking around in high school, she was like, eight years old, and now she's some stripper at right Rhino, and uh, I don't know, she might, she, she, since she just sent me a friend request and I post episodes all the time, she might listen to the podcast, you know <laughs> what I mean, just to check it out while she's like hanging out in the back of her thing, so I'm not trying to hate on her and her lifestyle or anything, but what I am saying is that we're going to need you and some of your friends so that we can hide some money.
1: <laughs> for the cash crawl, yeah,
0: for the cash crawl. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's all I was getting at. I know it turned, it got negative for a while. Yeah. She's got a. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: oh shit! All right. On that mm-hmm. note, I think we're out of here.
0: Yep, that's it. Uh, thank you for joining us, everybody. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday to continue the caveman stone age. Uh, cave week of the Neanderthal barbarian cave dwellers.
1: Prometheus Extravaganza.
0: There we go. We're just gonna... You know what? We're gonna have a lot of tags on this episode.
1: Yeah. Alright, let's get out of here. Peace, bitches.